Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. The final Wednesday of the month already, the 39th of the year, with 13 more to go in 2023. Today is National Chocolate Milk Day. Syrup or powder is probably the only real debate because there is no debating that most people love chocolate milk, right? It's also National Corned Beef Hash Day. Hash, that's kind of funny, hashtag National Corned Beef Hash Day. Hash is basically a culinary term for making a bunch of chopped up and diced leftovers sound good or look good. If you have it with eggs, at least in the morning, it is good. It's a meal or a style of cooking that became popular because of food rationing during World War II. September 27th is also World Tourism Day, so if you're lucky enough to be touring the world today, enjoy. And right as I was getting ready to record this, I came across this headline from the Associated Press, and I had to read the story. This is the headline. Senior Qatar Airway officials say invasive gynecological exams of female passengers will not happen again. What? And I think they pronounce it Qatar, by the way, not Qatar, but apparently female passengers on a flight at Doha's International Airport were taken off of the plane at gunpoint, this is according to one of the females, and were subjected to gynecological examinations. The executive says it was because authorities were hoping to find a woman who abandoned a newborn baby at the airport. Now, several of the women are suing the airline. Well, no kidding. And I am not making light of it at all. It's just a pretty shocking headline, right? Also in the news, several Republican presidential hopefuls have traveled to California for tonight's second GOP presidential primary debate. It'll be taking place at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor and Ambassador Nikki Haley, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former VP Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum are the seven that met the RNC's heightened polling and fundraising standards. I think there were, what, nine candidates in the first one. No, 11, right? I think there were 11. Former President Donald Trump, the clear frontrunner for the 2024 GOP nomination, will be skipping the debate again. He will be giving a speech and meeting with striking auto workers and union reps in Michigan tonight, which will be carried live on Newsmax. President Biden was there on the picket line yesterday. We get more from Rob Schmidt tonight. Welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight. We are going commercial free again tonight, a nonstop power hour. And it starts with the 2024 Biden campaign which today showcased their raw desperation to the American people as the president's handlers made a rush decision to send Biden to the picket lines of the auto workers strike in Michigan. Biden needed to be on the ground before Trump's arrival tomorrow for a rally that we're going to be carrying in full right here on Newsmax. Biden's desperate last minute move was quite obvious. The president didn't even make a formal speech. His entire visit with picketing auto workers 11 minutes long. That's it. A true elitist who simply knows Michigan and union support are both critical to his reelection. Biden spoke for less than one minute 
through a bullhorn. He went all the way to Michigan to talk for about 58 seconds. The media reported it as unprecedented for a president to join a picket line. In reality, it's not unprecedented. It's actually completely inappropriate. The president is holding a gun to the auto industry's head as the most powerful man in the country. He is picking a side in a wage dispute while also forcing a failing green agenda on that same industry, subsidizing the losses with your tax dollars, of course. It all comes together as a full-throttle display of the worst of government, something Biden is very good at. Today, the president told union workers on the picket line they deserve more money. But as we've come to expect, even a 58-second speech from Joe Biden still comes with a major gaffe. See if you can catch it. The UAW picket lines when I was a senator since 1973, but I tell you what, first time I've ever done it as a president. He said, I've crossed a lot of picket lines, but never as a president. He says it was the first time he's done it as president. Well, the most union president in the history of this country, as he calls himself, apparently has no clue that crossing a picket line is the thing that you're not supposed to do. That's the bad thing. He makes it so obvious so often. He's just an elitist with a handful of sympathetic stories. Crossing the picket line is when you go against the union. He has a manufactured political agenda that helps him win in the right places. We know this. Also, he can keep loading up his family bank accounts through various influence peddling bribery schemes from around the world. Thank you, Rob Schmidt. Totally inappropriate and picking aside in a wage dispute. Exactly what I said yesterday. Thank you, Rob. And for loading up his bank accounts, Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee investigating the Bidens, had an announcement yesterday. We'll get to that in a moment. First, Rob spoke about the auto worker strike with Laura Trump. Good to have you back on. Uh, your father heads, uh, your father-in-law, I should say, heads to Michigan tomorrow. They dragged Biden there today to just barely beat him to Michigan. He speaks for 58 seconds. He hangs out for 11 minutes and he disappears. What vigor. Yeah, it is, as you said, very inspiring to see Joe Biden uh, <laughs> nearly fall down the stairs, even though he is wearing the new tennis shoes we heard about to get out there for the full 11 minutes. What a waste of money by the way, and we're all paying, ladies and gentlemen of this country, for the Air Force One, for the plane that flew Joe Biden there to Michigan. It's really amazing to see. And then there he is with the auto workers, as you just said, Rob, while he's simultaneously trying to end their jobs by pushing so hard for electric cars. And yeah. let's not forget the fact that he's there with them saying, we need to get you more money while simultaneously flooding the market with cheap labor from all these illegal immigrants that right. have poured over the southern border on his watch. It's incredible to see, but you're right. They wouldn't have to try so hard to make Joe Biden look cool if they actually had policies that positively impacted this country. We know they don't. We know that people are fed up. We know that three in five Democrats want anyone other than Joe Biden to be running. 36% of independents actually think he's doing a decent job. That is very low for someone running for re-election. So they have a huge problem on their hands. Unfortunately for Joe Biden and the Democrats, I think today, probably would have been better off if he would have just stayed sipping his warm milk at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Laura Trump on Rob Schmidt tonight. And let me go back to Rob's earlier comments about Biden filling the family bank accounts with bribery money. 
and yesterday's findings from the House Oversight Committee's investigation. For that, we go to Eric Bowling. Congressman James Comer lifting the veil over Biden family corruption a little bit more today. According to Comer, two bank wires reveal that Hunter Biden received payments from China when Joe was running for president and listed as the beneficiary. The address? Well, Joe Biden's Delaware home. Join me now, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman, uh, does this attach to Joe Biden or are they just going to say, well, Hunter was staying at the house and they used his address? What are your thoughts? Well, we continue to see Joe Biden entangled in Hunter Biden's business deals, whether it is a phone call to a meeting, whether it is a plane ride on Air Force Two to go meet with Chinese dignitaries and business people, or in the most recent case that's been revealed, literally Joe Biden's own home becoming a feature of a transfer of money from China to Hunter Biden. This was a family operation. Joe Biden was the brand. It was the Biden brand that was being sold. Bravo to Oversight Chairman James Comer for continuing to be dogged on the trail. But I would continue to suggest that if we are indeed serious about accountability, it is time to bring in Hunter Biden and start asking him these questions. We can do that more than once. Uh, but I think that uh, we've certainly got to get him in the witness chair because they may fight that, uh, Eric. And if they're going to, we have to realize the runway we have during this con- Congress to be able to get questions answered. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. Here's some more of that conversation. If you own a house and you let drug dealers use your house to do drug deals, you're going to eventually be on the hook, too. So this whole idea of it, Joe Biden saying, I didn't know what my son was doing, all this money coming in from China to my home, my home address, doesn't shield him from prosecution or suspicion, does it? Well, no, it oftentimes it's hard to tell where Hunter Biden ends and Joe Biden begins in a lot of these business transactions because it was precisely Joe Biden that was being sold. I mean, I, I call them business transactions, but they're really just bribes. And if you look at the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, the way our government thinks about bribery, you can pay money to someone's children or grandchildren as an essential legal element of having bribed that person. So if we think about that in the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, certainly it's impeachable if the way Joe Biden is getting value out of the performance of official acts to the benefit of the Chinese Communist Party is uh, indeed money to his kids and grandkids. And you'll recall in my questions to Merrick Garland, there was no real answer to why the China initiative at the Department of Justice that President Trump set up to go after these people was immediately dissolved by the Biden-Garland regime. So it certainly looks like the bribe payers got something of value, and it certainly looks like Joe Biden is a lot more involved than he's led on. Do you think there's a defense in there that I didn't know what Hunter was up to? Is that, I know he'll use that, but is that credible in your opinion? Well, I don't know. Maybe the best defense that they can muster is that everybody's doing it, from Bob Menendez to the Bidens. Like the, the, 
pattern that we see repeated is that someone in power gets a relative to solicit bribes in exchange for the person in power doing something that they wouldn't otherwise do. In the case of Bob Menendez, it was information favors, weapons transfers with Egypt. In the case of Joe Biden, a whole lot of accommodations for China. And in the case of Burisma, firing the prosecutor that was hot on the trail of the people who were paying Hunter Biden to the benefit of Joe Biden. Congressman Matt Gates on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. The congressman mentioned New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, who was charged last week with bribery along with his wife. The New Jersey senator is due in court today to answer to those charges. Newsmax legal contributor Judge Andrew Napolitano is a former New Jersey Superior Court judge. Well, the indictment, uh, which is 39 pages long, is laden with an extraordinary amount uh, of evidence. If the government can prove 25 or 30 percent of what's in that indictment, uh, Senator, Menend- Senator Menendez will be convicted. Uh, I don't know how he could possibly justify or explain the receipt of what the government claims he received, which is in excess of a half a million dollars in cash, in gold bars, in mortgage payments, and in payments on a Mercedes-Benz automobile. He is, or was until this morning, about the fourth or fifth most powerful person in the United States Senate. He's possessed of a top-secret security clearance. He knows the secrets of the United States and receives regular intelligence reports. It is alleged that he shared some of this stuff with officials in Egypt who were not entitled to it and was bribed by their American counterparts here in New Jersey. And this is actually the second time Senator Menendez has been charged. And listen to this. Now, Judge, uh, last time we went through this with Mr. Menendez, uh, Jack Smith was the prosecutor, hmm. and it re- resulted in a hung jury. What do you think, what is different this time around with this prosecution? be hard for me to believe that the feds would lose, uh, would lose two of these, Tom. I mean, the allegations are that this bribery scheme began as soon as the other case against him was dismissed because of the uh, of the hung jury. So the jury is hung. They can't come to a decision about guilty or not guilty. The judge looks at everything and said, mistrial. The DOJ, the the attorney general at the time was Jeff Sessions, president, former President Trump's first uh, attorney general. He said, we're not going to go through this again. We're going to drop the case. The prosecutors in New York, even though most of these events occurred in New Jersey, they implicate federal right. prosecutors in New York. That's why the case is in uh, in New Jersey. That's why the case is in Manhattan. The prosecutors in New York say the bribery scheme began almost immediately wow. after the first case against him was thrown out. Hmm. He's the first senator in U.S. history to be indicted twice for bribery. The power of money and the power of having power. That's former New Jersey Superior Court Judge Andrew Napolitano on Newsmax's American Agenda. You can't really blame a hung jury on the prosecutor other than to say maybe the prosecutor didn't do a good enough job of convincing the jury that that person was guilty. The prosecutor was Jack Smith. Yeah, Jack Smith, the special counsel prosecutor in the Trump January 6th case. 
Once again, tonight is GOP presidential primary debate number two, while the front runner, Donald Trump, will be speaking in Michigan, which again will be carried live on Newsmax. Former GOP presidential candidate and Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee spoke with Wake Up America this morning. You mentioned, Governor, that, that all Joe Biden can do is spend about 15 minutes with auto workers before he gets back on Air Force One and, and hosts a big fundraiser, basically to put those auto workers out of business down the road. Axios picked up on this yesterday. Uh, the Biden team's secret mission, don't let him trip and fall, and they mean that literally. Democrats, including some in the administration, are terrified that Joe Biden will have a bad fall, with a nightmare scenario being that happening in the weeks before the November 2024 election. Governor, how do you react? to that. I mean, I think they're probably going to put him back in the basement and let him pop up like a gopher. Once a day, he'll stick his head up and he'll make a little talk <laughs> that'll be uh, on the teleprompter. He'll mumble through it because he can't read the darn thing. And, and you know, it's just absurd. Uh, he's now taking the short steps off of Air Force One so he doesn't trip. And yet yesterday, when he came off the short steps, he almost tumbled down those. And I feel for him. I truly do. This is a sad thing to watch. He doesn't know how to get off the stage. Somebody has to come and help him, sometimes in the middle of a ceremony with people still in the middle of, of the event. He just kind of wanders off as if, uh, you know, he's finished, so everybody else should be too. Those are weird things that we've never seen before with the president. And that's why that his numbers are down in the toilet. Even among Democrats, people are saying he shouldn't run, he's too old, he's not ready, and his economic policies are an absolute disaster for everybody. I don't care what your politics are. Yeah, I, I you know, and I agree. It's sad. You know, as people get older, things happen. They trip. His team is having him wear sneakers more often now, you know, for fearful of that. But I, I think, sir, that the team, his team is struggling with the optics, right? So not only are they so concerned he's going to fall again, but also all the mishaps he makes. Uh, so you think that they're going to try and maybe cut his schedule even more to avoid any of these things from happening? I'm not sure how much more they can cut his schedule if you look at what he does on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, it's like they put a lid on him at noon and he doesn't get up till the crack of 11. So, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. I think they're going to have to bubble wrap him. And as I say, let him just sit in his basement, pop up every now and then and, and uh, go through the motions of, of a speech. But it's, it's kind of pathetic to watch. Wouldn't you hate to have to be the communications team in the White House trying to explain why he only puts in an hour or two of work a day? Mike Huckabee on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney begins each and every weekday at 6.30. There is also a Wake Up America weekend edition Saturday and Sundays at 7. On the business page, Target has joined several other major retailers and will be closing stores in some of the nation's most crime-ridden cities like the once spectacular city of San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, and others. Nine stores in all, at least for now. Due to shoplifting is what they say. You've seen the videos. If you live in these places, you may have seen it in person. People coming in, grabbing whatever they can, as much as they can, and just walking out with a big one-finger salute because nobody's going to do anything. It's absolute madness. Not to mention employees getting mugged when they leave work late at night or come to work early in the morning. They're not just doing it for the cost of all the shoplifting and stealing, but also in some cases for the safety of their workers. And the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, announcing yesterday it's suing Amazon, accusing the company of being an e-commerce monopoly 
which sent shares of Amazon down more than $5. Something about Amazon's cheap prices make it difficult for other people to compete. Yeah, it's called business. The conference board said its consumer confidence index dropped to a four-month low. As I mentioned the other day, go to a supermarket and talk to people. You don't even have to talk to them. You can just watch and listen and learn about how people really feel about the economy and how many of them are struggling. I live in Florida. Go to the supermarket in Florida. You will see and hear a lot of older people living on budgets, living on Social Security, and it is definitely tough out there. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems, including AT&T, Comcast, Cox Cable, Spectrum, Verizon, Fios, Mediacom, and others, and platforms like Amazon, Roku, Pluto, and more. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Really appreciate the download. Share it with all your friends and family. Enjoy the rest of your hump day, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks. Every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.